welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. You'd like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I have horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. And actually, we're in Indiana, where we've been riding Mustangs with Lee Sanfair here. It's been incredible. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for coming out. It's been great to get to know you in person. Much better than on the phone, right? (laughs) Got a little bit of news, of course. It was Oaks and Derby weekend, and it was very exciting for Hall of Famer D. Wayne Lucas, who had Secret Oath in the Oaks as a winner, outran Kathleen O, who we were certainly rooting for with the Ocala Connection and a great story there as well. Uh, Of course, then we were there for the Derby. And uh, I should say Derby because that's what British people say. Um, But the Derby was very exciting. It was an 80 to 1 winner, which is amazing. Uh, Hats off to the Venezuelan jockey who rode that horse like, wow. (laughs) Someone, you don't follow horse racing so uh, generally, right, Lisanne? But you have to have said wow, right? I mean, there's no way not to. I mean, anyone who's ever seen a horse race or like heard of a horse race, that was just incredible incredible it was amazing it blew me away watching the way he navigated the traffic didn't run into anybody didn't cause any kind of infraction or problem and crossed that finish line and even surprised a veteran uh, announcer who's been announcing forever as he passed everybody so uh incredible we did get a chance after the race to visit him sharing those um pictures with you now um, and video of him in right after the race, um, which was fantastic to be right there, touch the roses, uh, touch the saddle blanket and all of that. We got a chance to chat uh, to his exercise rider, who, interestingly enough, Gabriel drives two hours each way to go and ride this horse every day and be on his back. And the jockey actually asked his advice before the race, um, which was great. And he called the exercise rider Gabriel after the race as well. So I thought that was nice. So we got a chance to chat with him. um, And we're going to share that with you now. um, So you can learn a little bit more about what Gabriel thought of riding this incredible 80 to 1 champion. And I just want to say that as a person who follows horse racing, we love to see these moments when a horse that you don't expect who only just got in the race because ethereal road scratched only made it into the race just he was horse 21 and became that 20th horse for the race and to see this happen with a um, a trainer eric reed who sadly had a terrible tragedy in 2016 in lexington lost hundreds of thousands of dollars of horses and barns in a terrible fire lost 23 horses thought he was finished was devastated And look, he went on and persevered. And what a story. It gives me goosebumps that just six years later, here he is in the winner's circle of the Kentucky Derby. So 
just amazing, wonderful to see uh, a horse that April Mayberry trained in Ocala and told me, you better bet on this one if it makes it in. So I'm glad I did. Going to share that interview with you now um, with the exercise rider, Gabriel Lagunas. We hope you enjoy it. We've got a great lineup in the rest of the show for you. An interview with um, Sano and Tammy Bobo prior to the Derby on the Florida Bread Simplification. We're going to share that with you. Joints with Dr. Adam Kayot and lots more. So we hope you enjoy this show. Here's the uh, exercise rider of the winner of the Kentucky Derby 148. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show and Echoes Television, and I'm here with the exercise rider of the winner of the Kentucky Derby and his wife. That's a big deal. I'm really excited to talk to Gabriel Lagunas. Gabriel, when was the last time you rode him? Yesterday? Before yesterday? Yesterday. yesterday. How, did he, how did he feel yesterday for the gallop? Sir, he's a very strong gallop. Uh, Jogging, happy, coming back, jumping, pony, so you know, like a pony to me. You see, like the pony. It's good to be a good rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many years have you been riding racehorses? <laughs> 27 years. You can't be old enough to have been riding for 27 years, Kenny. That's amazing. So, did you know when you were riding him that he had a chance to win yes. the Derby? Before, he's a little gray, a little very, I'm very nervous. So now he's is more better, more relaxed, more relaxed. He's, he, he got a little happy, he worked very good. So I say, I think this horse is very sharp. <laughs> so you see the very lot of speed. Yeah. The horse coming behind is flying. He was flying. You see? Yeah. He popped in the rear. Just inside. And off he goes, right? Uh-huh. How exciting! What were you thinking during the race when he was wow. coming to the I finish line? Me. He's so nervous. I don't know if he says something or not. I don't know. He's very, very happy for for Jackie for trying to get good the groom. You know, work your day, so... Yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? Know, it's hard work, so early mornings, long days. I drive for two hours for being in the gallop horse. Two hours? Every day. Every day mm-hmm. to gallop this horse? It's only one horse. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. The, I return is a girl up, I need to gallop this horse. Well, he made a good choice, obviously. Tell us about the horse's personality in the stall. Is he a friendly horse? Does he like people? You know, like too much people, very, very, you see. Yeah. It's not like too much people, you know, like the pony, you see. It's like the pony, right? He likes a little loose, relaxed, and so. It's better horse, so now it's, now it's better. So maybe in the race, the clinical, it's very good chance, too. Wow, that's so exciting. You never know. It's wonderful. Tell us how you're feeling now. The other half here, uh, as Gigi said, behind every good man, there's a good woman. Uh, very, very proud of him. Uh, I've been bragging about him for the past two weeks. Like, my boyfriend's husband is on a maybe derby horse, and now he's on the derby winner. So that's so you see his dedication, obviously, how early he has to get up in the morning to be here to work this horse. But don't you think it's important that the person who rides the horse every day is just as important as the jockey, if not more so, because the horse has to be trained and galloped well and obviously be in ideal form to win the run for the roses, right? Yeah, and I think the jockey knows that too because he called him right after the race. Every day. 
Well, I want to say congratulations to both Thank of you. you. I think it's so exciting. Um, I love to see the upset in the Derby, the horse that got in at the last minute. Um, so funny that April Mayberry, who started his training in Ocala, messaged me and said, don't forget, he might get in. And guess what? I won $818. First time I ever won anything <laughs> in my life. Unbelievable. So congratulations Thank to both you. of you. Well done. I know we'll see you again. I remember when Humberto. Oh yes, yes. And Humberto Gomez, who is such a great rider. I'm sure you know um, Humberto. I remember him when he had his first big win, and nobody like really kind of knew who Humberto Gomez was. And now, like everybody knows who he is. So now you have that chance to be in the limelight, where you certainly deserve to be. So well done to both of you. Congratulations. Very excited to be here at the barn of the Kentucky Derby winner with the exercise rider who put in all of the effort and work every day to help this horse be who he has become, Rich Strike. So trained by April Mayberry in Ocala. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television.
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30%, causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new, more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. Hi, I'm Alan Davies with Equine Therapy International. Today we're at Engineered Equine Performance celebrating the new saltwater chilled treadmill. This particular chilled equine saltwater treadmill is a game changer. As you can see, the finest materials are used, the filtration system, coarse, fine filtration, no chemicals, we use UV, ozone, combination of filtration to keep the highest water chemistry standards. Being a saltwater unit, only the finest stainless steel and materials are used. That's important when it comes to longevity and cost of service over the life of the unit. This unit also has integrated massage jets with fine bubbles and coarse air bubbles for the therapy. The control system on this is Siemens industrial grade, top of the line technology, straight from Germany, but also serviceable here in the US. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Okay. Louisa Barton here for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. We have our regular weekly vet with us in person, Dr. Adam Kayot, and we're going to talk a bit about joints and joint injections. Dr. Kayot, tell us about horse joints. <laughs> horse joints, my favorite kind of joints. Uh, horse joints. So, so certainly there's joints all over the horse, you know, just like there are in us. Um, and, and the thing about it is, uh, horse being the, being the athletes that they are, um, they tend to be, uh, one of the most common causes of poor performance is problems with the joints and, and, and they can have all kinds of issues with the joints. Um, <clears throat> particularly the ones we typically worry about a lot are the ones involved with athletic performance. Obviously the ones on the legs, there's multiple joints on the legs from the, from the hoof all the way to the shoulder and all, you know, in the back all the way to the hip. There's, there's plenty of joints that we have to address. Certainly joints in the neck and, and you know, our, you know, joints along the, along the spine also can be issues as well. Um, so you, you can have all kinds of problems. Obviously arthritis, everybody knows about arthritis. That's just bony chains, bony proliferation in the joints. He agreed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he might even know about it. Uh, so, um, and, and that's obviously progression and it, and it typically, typically that is due to um, age-related change. Um, certainly, if there's been some pathology or infection in the joint or whatever, that can that can cause a, 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 an early onset of arthritic change. Um, but but you know we're always trying to minimize that, try to push that change um, 
as far back as we can and and thus it leads us to maintaining those joints <clears throat> those joints can be maintained with with um, you know supplements and, and, and that sort of thing and and that will certainly help you know the joint is made up of, of um, obviously bone but on top of that bone is cartilage and then there's obviously lubricant there's there's fluid that's in the joint that helps lubricate the joint and we try to <clears throat> help both the both the lubrication that occurs in the joint and then the the, the health of the cartilage because those are the those are the main main focal points of assault so to speak on the joint from from athletic athletic use um, <clears throat> certainly you, you know just like in people you can have um, uh, ligament tears and meniscal tears and things like that that can that can affect the performance of the horse and and the soundness of the horse um, but most of the time, most of the time, it's just inflammation, you know, in the joint or, or what we call synovitis. So inflammation of the synovium and the synovial fluid and everything around the joint that's there. And, and you know, we, um, we, uh, we can help that, you know, certainly, certainly it's, it's not uncommon for, for these horses to have their joints injected just like any athlete. Um, they can have their joints injected and those issues, that inflammation is addressed, certainly addressed by um, anti-inflammatories and addressed by, by um, products that help with the lubrication that occurs in the joint. When a joint is inflamed, the lubrication tend the body produces more lubrication, but the lubrication tends to be of poor quality, it tends to be more watery, less what we call viscous, like oil. It should be more oily than watery, and so we try to help that. There's a lot of products out there. Um, you know, for years we've used um, steroid and and um, you know hyaluronic acid, which are components of of the joint fluid. Um, now we're moving into biologicals that we're using, um, where we have uh, we just we pull blood from the horse and and we can process that blood and then place that blood into the joints or or the processed product, which is basically a plasma serum type thing that we that we place into the joints that's able to scavenge those inflammatory mediators and remove those. It's um, I it's, can speak to that personally. Yeah. Yes, my knee. It's amazing. I had the PRP injections in the scar yeah. from my car accident, yeah. and wow. Yeah. yeah. You didn't do that. Nirvana did that. I but I can speak to that how amazing the after is. I could show you, but I can't. Yeah. But it's incredible. Yeah. So that is a, a an amazing therapy. Well, those those biologics are kind of are, are kind of cutting edge stuff, you know. Um, and, and and the you know there's new things coming out all the time, and and as we as we advance in you know competition down the line we're trying to get away from some of these these traditional medications that do have some side effects and and that aren't necessarily great for horses steroids aren't great for the cartilage and the, and the overall cartilage health for the horse so if we can stop doing that certainly there's still a place for that i still use it all the time and i don't necessarily use the biologics <clears throat> all the time <clears throat> but we're trying to we're trying to, depending on the situation, uh, do what's right for the horse at that at that point. Um, but certainly, um, just like any athlete, those horses need to be maintained. Um, I'm a I'm a firm believer in um, you know 
at the Ataquan Legend products that are out there. Um, they, those products work differently. Ataquan helps with cartilage um, repair and, and then your Legend products work with, with the uh, lubrication or the fluid that's produced in the joint. So um, those types of things and certainly there's a myriad of other <clears throat> oral uh, joint supplements that I, I don't know necessarily how well they work, but certainly, you know, people can see some clinical improvement from, from those use and, or the use of those products. And, and, um, you, you know, say if it's working, use it. If it's working, it ain't, <laughs> if it ain't hurting, you know, right. use it. That's fine. That's right. Um, so, so there's a lot of things out there and, and, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, you know, uh, for, for the athlete, like I said, one of the, one of the main issues of lameness are, problems with the joints or, or discomfort in the joint. And it's just a matter of finding out where that problem is, obviously, because they can't tell us. And that can be a little bit of a process. But um, certainly, um, if you're able to do that, you're able to, to, to maintain the overall joint health, you're going to have a successful athlete and one that's able to compete for a long time. When you do a, a joint injection on a horse, let's say it's a competing horse that's a, a jumping or racing, is there a length of time after that joint injection before the horse can perform again? Certainly, yes, there is. Uh, <laughs> that's the short answer. Yes, there is. <laughs> now, depending on what sport that is or whatever, they have certain withdrawal times um, that they're in certain levels that, that they're uh, allowed to have in the in the horse. So that just depends on what sport you're in just because you know you're 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 um, um, competing in a grand prix jumping event they might have different rules as opposed to a, you know the kentucky derby or whatever you know so certainly you need to be aware and as a veterinarian you need to be aware of what the what the prospect is for this horse and 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 what they're going to comp be competing in uh, so you can time out your your maintenance your 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 therapy uh properly so that you you can hopefully avoid some of those uh, the downfalls of of, of having a, a a positive test when you know you're just trying to help the, help the patient out right right because it is therapeutic and does make the horse feel better but at the same time you got to be careful about um last question does the use of and this may be a question you don't know the answer to fair and it would be fair if you didn't but it, i'm curious does the use of lasix or lack of use of lasix make something show up longer or maybe less time because there's a flushing obviously with Lasix and is that a potentially something that people should be more aware of with medications that maybe now Lasix is yes less used that perhaps those times may be less well the, I, I don't know that answer I don't I don't know if that has any effect I mean Lasix has a tendency to dehydrate the horse um, certainly um, uh, because it is a diuretic, it can dehydrate the horse, which would make me think that that whatever blood is there is more concentrated. So if there's anything that's con that happens to be there, any medication that's in the blood, to me, logically, it would be more concentrated or more likely to show up as opposed to a flushing out because it's not necessarily, it's not flushing any of the blood product out. It's just flushing the fluid out that's right. in the blood. Makes so, yeah. so I would think that you'd be more likely to have a positive um you know, drug test or whatever with a horse that's been on Lasix just to the de dehydration factor. Makes sense. Therapeutics, uh, wonderful for horses, but we definitely want them out of the system well before we compete, right? Very important. Dr. Adam Kayot here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. 
and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Barton for Equus Television and the Horse Talk Show here at Churchill Downs with one of my very favorite trainers uh, who has a number of claims to fame and we're very excited that he's training Tammy Bobo's Florida Bread Simplification. Going to have Antonio Sano just give us a little update on how simplification settling in and how things are going. Antonio, it's such a joy to be back with you and such an exciting occasion as the 148th running of the Derby. Um, tell us a little bit about how simplification settling in and doing here at Churchill Downs. Thank you for coming to my barn. I'm so happy to be with my horse. Uh, the horse, uh, he's doing well. Uh, I am relaxed with my horse because the adaptation of the track is good. I know the race, restaurant race, 20 horses, the decision, the horse and the, the, the jockey, take the decision of Jose Ortiz. I think so, my horse run well. That's wonderful. Tell us about some of the excitement for you being here at this obviously very prestigious race on the world stage. Such an important race to be part of. Tell us how that makes you feel. I feel super, super proud because the race for me is very important on the world. So the, the horse inside the Kentucky Derby, you win. Inside the, the, uh, the all dream, the old people is run Kentucky Derby and win the Kentucky Derby. I go look everybody in the race or container. But I hope things go the 
It's possible to win the race. Absolutely. How is he training on the track here? Do you do you like how he settled in, and and how was his last work? Yes, it's very good, very good last work. Uh, he's ready to come back to Florida to here. Only in the track, the only maintenance, no, no breeze, no strong run, only gallop. Tell us a little bit about how you kind of hope the race plays out. Is he the kind of horse that you want to see take the lead, or would you prefer that he stays back and then and comes later? Kind of, how are you hoping he might run? No, I prefer to come come the back and the close. That's three the horse. I prefer. Very good. And what do you feel about his post position? Um, post position. Uh, any position you have is no easy. That certain. It's good. The Jose Ortiz like the position in the middle, outside. And good look. I need the good look. Tell us about the family. So your son is in school, Alex, and your whole family, your wife is here. Tell us about the family involvement any time that you're here at these races. I, I love that part for you guys. In all races, in my, in my work, in golfing, in Saratoga, in Churchill, my family is everything with me. For me, after my kidnapping, the very important thing is my family. My son, Alessandro, every me, my right hand, everything, is my best friend. And Mauricio, excellent son. My daughter, little problem, it's a woman. Little problem. <laughs> and, and my wife, everything with me. It's support for me every time. So when you were in Venezuela, for those that don't know, um, you were kidnapped. And actually, it's part of why you decided to, to move to America, to, to not have that concern of that life. So you have come through so much to be here. And then with Gunavera, that was just such an exciting time as well. And so many other wonderful horses that you've had in your barn. But is this kind of one of the most exciting times in your whole career? Yes, it's very important for me. Yeah, exciting because it's new life. I change 100%. Thank God, America, good blessing, America, for supporting me and my family. It's new life for my kids. That's wonderful, Antonio. God bless you. We're certainly praying to see you in the winner's circle. We love to see a Florida bred in the race. I couldn't be more excited for my friend Tammy Bobo and then also for it to be the Sarno family involved. It doesn't get much better than that. So we wish you all the very best for a safe trip and we would love to see you in the winner's circle. <laughs> I hope. God blessing everybody. Amen. Antonio Sano here at Churchill Downs with incredible champion horse simplification, our Florida bred. Very, very excited for this horse. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Louisa Barton here at Churchill Downs for Equus Television and the Horse Talk Show. Got to run into a dear friend of mine, think of her like a sister, Tammy Bobo, owner of Simplification, our Florida bred in the Derby, who we're certainly rooting for. We love all our Ocala Marion connections, but those Florida breds, mm. the fact the Sano family is involved and they're like family too, makes me even more excited. So all around, we're all hoping uh, to see this horse do well. But just a few minutes here, I just want to ask Tammy, how she's feeling, Tammy. Tell us how you're kind of how you're feeling today. It's a very exciting day. Just a couple of days before the big race. Um, I think you know this whole process, this whole procedure it becomes more emotional the closer you get. I don't want to be the whiner for sure that makes camera whining or has teary eyes. So trying to keep it together, but it's just such an emotional experience. And I think overall, it's the building up, the leading to it. But for me as the horseman, it's. You know, I want to get over there safely. We have one more gallop. You know, it's all the little connections that come together to actually get you to the race day. So 
in my mind, being the horseman first is all of the steps still to take to make it to where we, God willing, get the blessing of that walkover. So that's where we're at. There's still a lot of anticipation and a lot of nerves. But I think, you know, once we are in the gate and those gates pop open, I think that's when, you know, we'll be able to take a deep breath and hope, you know, he comes off the track in good order and we go on and can go to another race and just continue with his career and see where he takes us all. He's Colt's been such a blessing to be a part of his career and we're just here to support him and we're on his path wherever that journey may take us all. So interestingly, not always is the owner also a trainer. So it's a little bit of a different perspective for you. So often we have owners who buy into horses who maybe don't even know anything about necessarily confirmation or how they should look or feel. So as a trainer, there's a little bit of a different perspective for you. So you've got to come in here with a bit of an eye and go, so with your eye, how do you, how do you feel about how he looks and how he's training and all of that? You know, he's in good order. The horse is doing well. He's happy. His, our barn placement here in barn 42 has been a blessing for him because in Miami, we face another barn. So his interaction is only with the horses across the shed row from him. Here, we, as you can see in the background, we have a street, we have traffic, we have people screaming, we have loud noises. But it is also a very peaceful, quiet setting as the afternoons go on. I'm sure as we get closer to the race, this, this leg of the field here is going to get a little busier too. But it's been a great setting for this horse. And he's done well. He's slept well. Of course, we have cameras on, as all these derby horses do here. So it is a great opportunity with modern technology to be able to watch those cameras and see that he is resting well. He is, in fact, sleeping. So we are definitely getting our rest through the night. The horse looks to be in great order. He feels good. And I, I just feel we're coming into the race as, as good as we can. I think that the horse has done the best that he can. This horse has certainly been trained hard. There have been no holes barred. And he has made it this far, and I feel that we are as ready as we can be for this race. I don't feel like we have cut any corners. Antonio has been unbelievable in preparing this horse for this race. This horse has either raced or breezed consistently since October of 2021. So he's been on a long journey for this. And I feel that that training has really prepared him. But this is a great field of horses. And as we all know, on Derby Day, it could be anyone's race. And it's going to come down to the best trip and the best ride. And... As far as the best horses, all these horses are deserving of getting in that gate. And on that day, the best horse will win that day. And it doesn't mean the rest of those horses that don't win aren't great horses. They are, in fact. And we're all just blessed to be a part of this race. And it's already it, this race has already run up there. We're just here to watch it and partake in the festivities. So he already knows the winner. We're just here and support and hope we all maybe can become that winner. I'm just grateful for this opportunity. Any special things you're going to do on the morning of that to get yourself prepped? No, you know, I just want to relax. I think for me, I just need to just take a deep breath. And I've been here every training day with him since I've come to town. And, you know, like you said, the horseman in me, we see a lot more, we know a lot more. And I think it's a, it's a blessing as well as it can be sometimes a little bit of a curse at times because you know what can happen. You have that foresight when the horse is bouncing around or jumping around, you know, you're just really trying to, you know, hope that rider takes a deep breath. The rider's done an amazing job with this horse. Uh, Carlos is groom. I mean, the staff, the people, it's those people that get us there on race day. It's the people in these barns and in these shed rows day in and day out. And it's truly without them, none of us would be here. 
horsemen or not horsemen, we have to have a team and you have to work together. And that's in life and reality. And that's just, this shows us more than anything what it truly takes to be a team to get to the end. And we are a team and I'm blessed to be a part of this. So excited for you. I can't tell you enough to see you and the Sanos and this team here. Just, it makes me grin like a Cheshire cat. So we'll be praying for the best possible outcome and to Thank see you. you in the winner's circle, Tammy. Thank you. God willing. God willing. Louisa Barton here with Tammy Bobo at Churchill Downs for Equus Television and the Horse Talk Show. Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30%, causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new, more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You've never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton! You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right, yes! <laughs> yeah, baby! Yeah. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television, and we're here in Indiana at a very, very beautiful farm, the Triple E Farm, and we've had a chance to visit... Um, with really somebody that I'm just starting to idolize from her experiences and her her uh, choices to uh, and the the mission really that she's going on to bring awareness to the plight of the Mustangs and of course being a Mustang owner I'm a uh, a huge supporter of anything we can do to help them so I'm here with Lisa Fia 
And we call her Lisa No Fear because we think that's appropriate. And I want to talk a little bit, first of all, about her background and learn a little bit about her before we actually talk about the ride across the United States of America. Lisa, it's lovely to have you with us. We had you with us uh, by phone, but it's much better to be here in person by far. Um, share a little bit of your childhood and background and kind of what has brought you into the horse world and to the love of the horse. Yeah, so I am actually sixth generation to Wyoming. I grew up on a 55,000 acre cattle ranch out there, and it's really hard for a lot of people to wrap wrap their head around. Right now, I'm currently on the Mustang Discovery ride. I started in Delaware, and one of the fun facts about Delaware is the entire state is about the same size as my county <laughs> back home. So that was a great start, and uh, you know, I'm about a thousand miles into this. I think uh, today might actually be the day where we cross over the thousand mile. The thousand mile mark. Yeah. Uh, on my way to California. So really incredible. My horses are feeling really good right now. And I'm just super grateful and thankful uh, that all my past has gotten me here. It's It's been quite a ride, um, like a lot of people's life, I'm sure. But this one just took me in a crazy turn. So you started out as a young child on 55,000 acres with a family of cattle ranchers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, every day you're on your horse. And I think, um, so my family no longer has their ranch. And part of me has always just been trying to get back to that livelihood where you're working with your horse and you have a job to go do every day. I just didn't know it was going to be riding 5,000 miles across the country. (laughs) Now, as a, as a child growing up, did you, were you around Mustangs at all? No. So Mustangs really weren't allowed on the ranch at all. Uh, My grandfather ended up breeding quarter horses. And so that was kind of the big thing out there. And he just referred to the Mustang as the desert rat. And so, uh, yeah, it wasn't until college that, you know, I was desperate for money and I was willing to like uh, ride any horse I could along the way. And so one of my clients approached me and she's like, hey, would you ride my Mustang? And I was like, sure. Like That desert rat? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I guess I can ride it. Like I don't know if it's worth it, you know. But um, that little mare just revolutionized my life. I mean, uh, she showed me just how sweet and kind these horses can be. And uh, within a month, I was actually signed up for an extreme Mustang makeover, which is a competition where uh, you get a random horse that's never been touched by a human hand thrown into your trailer. And you're told, good luck, we'll see you in 100 days. And so that was my horse, Finn, which I think you got to be familiar with a little bit today. Okay. Yeah. I think I already told you if he went missing, you'd know where to look, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, Finn really changed my life and in such a positive light that I just wanted to give back to these horses any way I could. There's 50,000 of them in holding corrals out west. And I just wanted to see them in good, loving homes because these horses are capable of just so much. They certainly are, and so versatile for so many different things, which I think the Mustang makeover really shows people, you know, how much they can do and how many different sports they can be involved in and, and you know, how, how versatile the breed is, really. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty eye-opening for people. I have to ride through cities, and, I mean, I rode these horses right through the smack dab middle of Washington, D.C., uh, most recently. I just went through Cincinnati not too long ago, and that was pretty mind-boggling for a lot of people, but... Uh, my horses are so awesome and it's so great because it, it opens up that conversation, which is the whole point, because these are America's horses. Like everyone who's a tax paying American is paying for the care of these horses and holding facilities out west. And so this is really bringing uh, America's horses to America, uh, sometimes right to their backyard. 
Absolutely. So as you're going through this journey across the country, obviously you're meeting a lot of really, really interesting people, a lot of different people. Do you actually like have to show up at people's doorsteps and be like, knock, knock, we need some help. Is there any room at the inn kind of thing? Yeah. So one of the most amazing things about this journey uh, has just been how much faith it has restored in humanity for me. So uh, to get to California, you know, like I have so much going on logistically that I just can't plan out every single stop. And so the majority of the time I have a set amount of miles that I have to make in a day. And once I make those miles, like then I just start looking for doors to knock on. And it's been really incredible. Uh, people are very confused when they open the door and there's like a herd of three Mustangs standing behind me and I'm all dressed up in my cowgirl get up and uh, asking for a place to like pitch my tent and put up my electric fence for the horses in their yard. And, uh, you know, I've I've knocked on hundreds of doors now and I've only ever been turned away twice and everyone else has just been super amazing. So just really remarkable Um all across the country. I just, I can't say enough good about Americans right now. People just say, hey, yeah, we got a place for you. We'll find a place for you and, and help you. That's wonderful. Yeah, you know, and sometimes like they'll even offer up like laundry or a shower and like those are really big perks along the trail. So if you see me and you offer laundry or a shower, I'll definitely dig you up on that. <laughs> that's a good one. Tell us about um, each horse that's in your your herd and then tell us about the mule and a and, uh, names age and just a little background on them yeah so finn is the one that started everything for me that's who you were on today he is a 11 year old from calico mountains nevada and i started him as a three-year-old um so i've known him for about eight years i call him my family minivan he's pretty much safe for anyone to ride and uh, he's the best ambassador mustangs could ever ask for um, the next horse is the main horse that I ride. Everyone always is in love with him because he's the big, solid, beautiful buckskin. Uh, I kind of call him like the star quarterback of the team. But, you know, like his teachers are all giving him pity sees because like he he would fail his classes otherwise and not be able to play on the team. Uh, but, you know, he's always there for me when I need him. He's an incredible athlete. And then uh, I have Pistachio, and just like the name sounds, he's quite the nut. Uh, if there was ever a horse that had ADHD, it is that one. Uh, but he's just so good-hearted about everything and all of his little shenanigans. He makes the darkest day a brighter brighter day. And then we have Aveline, the mule, and she's actually the whole reason why I'm actually out here on the trail. Uh, Wild-born mules are super hard and rare to find. Uh, there's not a whole lot of herd management areas that overlap um donkeys and horses for a mule to be conceived in the wild and so they're really hard to get a hold of and I searched seven years for her and uh once I found her I was like wow I have this unicorn like I want to show this unicorn off off to the world and it just kind of snowballed into me riding 5,000 miles across the country for 5,000 mustangs and mule stings but those ones are pretty rare so mostly the mustangs yeah mule stings. yeah I that's the that's the term I'm coining for that's sure good. yeah yeah you should that's perfect. Mule stang. I love it. Yeah. So you and, and the four, off you go, and the dogs, and travel across the, the, the entire country, starting in Delaware, going all the way to California by, the plan is November, right? Yes. Yeah, so right now I've got to make about 100 miles a week to make it to November in time because, I mean, I just don't want to become the next Donner Party crossing Donner Pass there outside of Tahoe. So, yeah, I need to get there before the snow comes in. My gosh. So talk to us a little bit about weather and about how you kind of have dealt with um, some. Actually, we just have less than a minute. 
left in this segment. So hold that thought, but think whether. Um, I also want to learn a little bit about thing, and maybe that was what for the parts of the ride. But we'll come back with Lisa and Fear in just a minute on the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. I'm Louisa Barton. We'll be right back. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Nirvana, your trusted leader in insect control for 50 years. The official fly spray for World Equestrian Center. From the strongest water-based equine spray in the blue bottle to the familiar and longtime favorite in the yellow bottle. Wipe and spray, we've got you covered. If you're looking for effective plant-based fly spray, then look for our zero bite in the green bottle. Check us out online at piranainc.com. That's P-Y-R-A-N-H-A, piranhainc.com, to learn more about Piranha's entire family of products. Piranha, it works. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television, chatting in Indiana to Lisa and Fear, where we have been riding Mustangs. And uh, this is a very, very exciting uh, awareness trail ride across the country, um, the discovery ride for these Mustangs. And, it, it, and we've been talking to Lee Sanfair a little bit about the players and we've learned a little bit about the horses and uh, want to talk to you a little bit about what about extreme weather? Obviously, you've, you've probably had some extreme weather in this situation and how have you kind of dealt with that? Yeah, uh, most recently I was really warned about the hail here in Indiana and like I was going to ride that day, but everyone was like, no, like if there's any sign of hell, like don't do it. And uh, I was pretty grateful I didn't do that. So um, that was one, you know, those are things like I was like, oh, I can ride through the rain, you know, no problem. But when someone was like, no, you should take this more seriously, I did. Uh, I did get stuck in West Virginia for two extra months and I was planning just due to the wintry weather conditions and just for the safety of the horses and everyone. So um, we were stopped for two months there, but otherwise, you know, the weather, I don't want to jinx myself, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it's treated me pretty, pretty well along the way, but I hear like we're headed more towards tornado country and that. So that should be a little bit interesting to see for sure. Got to be very aware of that. I'm sure. And your surroundings, obviously. Um, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the rhythm beads. Rhythm beads. That's yeah. it. Around the horse's neck. 
tell us a little bit about that. That's got a, a bell on it. Yeah. So the rhythm beads kind of offer a cadence and it's good background noise for the horses um, to just kind of tune a lot of the world out, which is great going down the trail. Uh, more importantly, though, uh, on my rhythm beads, I have a bear bell and that is phenomenal. Um, for warning wildlife and other people, even like when I'm riding through towns and stuff that I'm coming. And so that way, like everyone's less startled and it's actually, actually a lot better, um, to just kind of keep everyone in the loop and in the know that we're coming around. So I really enjoy having those bear bells and back home. I mean, it's legitimate, like actual bears. I come from Grizz country, country. Uh, I traveled through West Virginia and they were like, you know, watch out for a black bear. And I was like, Oh, like your bears are really adorable compared to the bears back home. Like, yeah. So that was, yeah. They're little and cute compared to a grizzly, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I really enjoy having the bells on the horses and it's just kind of good background noise for myself on the trail as well. What about the most exciting place you've been through? Is that, was that Washington or have you had a, a more exciting I, Washington was DC was just such a big day that there's a lot of it that I just don't think I've comprehended. Like even now, uh, there was just so much going on. Um, I've been really impressed with a lot of places. I came across the Dolly Sods there in West Virginia, and that really reminded me a lot of home. Uh, but you know, you kind of have these preconceived notions of the different states as you like go into them, and I really thought that uh, Ohio was going to be flat. And uh, I get in there, and it's like nothing but these beautiful. It's called the Hawking Hills there, and it's stunning. And I got to stand under this phenomenal waterfall, and uh, just experience that. And so that's, I mean, the adventure along the way has just been absolutely amazing. And I've learned like you can't judge a book by its cover, what you've been told about it. You know, you really have to get out there and experience it for yourself. For sure. Let's talk about sponsors. Summit obviously has played a, a big role in this Summit Joint Performance. Um, share a little bit about their, their role and who else is helping you and how people can help you and sponsor you and, and get more fundraising for this to make sure that you can do this successfully, smoothly and safely. Yeah, uh, Summit made a huge difference um, in my world personally. So they, they have the C4S for humans as well. And, you know, I've been training horses for a lot of years and not all those rides went great. And uh, speaking of bad weather, I used to be able to predict it in my own bones along the way. Um, but ever since taking someone's joint performance for the human side of everything, I can't predict the weather anymore. And that's a pretty <laughs> that's good, a good thing, thing in my world. Um, I'm really pretty uh, particular about keeping track all the time of like my miles that I'm traveling and uh, the, the pace that I go. And so prior to my horses being on summit, uh, Chileno was walking at 3.8 miles per hour, which is still pretty fast, but now he's walking at 4.25 miles per hour. Uh, so he beefed it up half a mile faster and that's day after day, mile after mile. I mean, that horse just doesn't slow down. And I mean, he's feeling good. They're all feeling really good though. And that, that joint supplement has just made a huge difference in my day-to-day -day life and my horses. That's wonderful. So that's been a big support system for yeah. you and obviously people can sponsor you and help you to continue with this journey and make it successful right yeah so this entire journey um most of the sponsors right now are just product sponsors which is great we love the product um but what puts fuel in our tank is just donations from everyone across america and so anyone who wants to donate can go to our website they can find the link on our facebook site uh, mustangdiscovery.com and so that's that's the way that we get across the country and 
you know, I, I really wasn't planning on like gaining weight across this country, but uh, <laughs> America has been feeding me very well as well along the way. So, um, but that's kind of how we get, how we keep going down the road is just that little bit of extra coming in all the time. So, and the American Heritage Foundation obviously been a big role in this and and helping you to to make this happen. And of course, they're a big part of of trying to help these Mustangs. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be here without the Mustang Heritage Foundation for sure, because I mean, they're the ones that put on the extreme Mustang makeover. And um, actually right now where we're sitting at, um, the guy that owns this place is a tip trainer. So that stands for a trainer incentive program. And so he helps Mustangs come out of holding completely wild and get gentled down. So that way they can go um, into private homes and care. So it's a phenomenal program that they have going there and they just are amazing at showcasing what these Mustangs are capable of. So amazingly cool. Well, I am, uh, I can tell you I'm green with envy. If I could quit everything and just ride with you the rest of the way across the country, I would, because I think what you're doing is not only exciting and an incredible adventure, but so good for such a cause as the over 50,000 Mustangs in holding right now that need homes. And really, we just want to implore our listeners to to think about a Mustang, what an incredible animal they are, how amazingly loyal uh, and faithful and, and strong. They're so strong because they're so culled out in nature by, you know, themselves having to survive. They're, yeah. they're tough, aren't they? I mean, we just rode down a stony road and none of them were tender footed like, oh, we're walking on stones. So they're really a breed to be reckoned with and that, that need to be acknowledged and, and make such wonderful trail horses and family pets and pasture ornaments. You can just love on them. They're just, they're wonderful. Um, Lisa, any final words for our listeners about the Mustangs and about your ride? Yeah. I mean, I love my Mustangs so much and what really keeps me going every day, every day is my passion for these horses. Um, for those that maybe don't have horses or can't have horses right now, my biggest words of advice is just get out there and do what you love and what you want and pursue those passions in life. You certainly are. Yeah. Yes. So Lisa, no fear which is really appropriate for you, uh, here in Indiana with her Mustangs and her mule. And she's on an adventure for such a great cause. Please follow her, find ways to support her. And if you can, adopt a Mustang and let's help as many as we can. Thank you so much for being with us. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay. And also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Enhance your horse's performance, fitness, strength, and rehabilitation with state-of-the-art equipment. ETI treadmills offer the finest European engineering, the highest quality filtration, and no chemicals are required. Follow Equine Therapy International on social media or at equinetherapyint.com. Equine Therapy International provides technologically advanced therapy for horses worldwide.
World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa and aquapesa, magna wave, a vibration plate swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show, and I'm at one of my very favorite places in the world. No, it's not England, but sometimes you feel like you might be there when you visit the Gypsy Gold Farm Tour here in the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. And I'm here with one of my friends, Dennis Thompson, and I'm going to chat to him a little bit about how all this came to be. Uh, Dennis, tell us a story about a trip to England. Well, let me let me go back just a touch. Uh, it's important to know, I was married three months out of high school to a girl I started dating at 15. Four little girls by the time I'm 24. 17 years pass when fate hands me the responsibility of raising those four little girls alone for the next seven years. They were 11 to 16 years old, and I raised them on ranches in South Texas. and. One of my daughters was 19 and she worked at a pet distributor, pet products distributor through my connections, Lone Star Pet Supply. And she called me one day and she said, Dad, we just hired this new woman. She's beautiful. She has 40 parrots and a Porsche. She's perfect for you. <laughs> so I met 40 parrots and a Porsche 30 days later at a pet convention in Dallas. And two years later we were married. And these, we were late to our wedding because we had to stop and look at donkeys, you know? So, yeah, I can relate. yeah so these two, <laughs> these two people who shared the same passion came together with nobody to say no, and within five years, we had approximately 700 animals. So giraffe, camels, zebras, giant tortoises, wallabies. We had a, we had a zoo, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We actually, we lived where Paparelli lives now, and, uh, but it was set up for exotic animals then. Matter of fact, it was a national television program about our relationship with animals on the Outdoor Life Network. But we traveled all over the world setting distribution in the animal products industry, and we would spend any personal time doing research on animals. And in 1995, we were outside of London uh, on our way to, our, to Pets at Home, being an English girl. You would, not everybody knows that, but chain of stores in England, you know. And uh, we passed the Shire Center. I love the shire. And uh, you would even know that, but I can't think of the, I can't think of the name of the town. But anyway, outside of London, and uh, it's the type of thing we like to do. So we stopped to find out what the hours were, and and uh, they said they're closed for the season, but if you'll come back and have dinner with us in our pub, we'll give you a private tour. 
So of course, dinner's, uh, dinner's at the pub and we get our private tour by a man named Phil Ball. And Phil's the manager of the center, worked with big horses for 30 years, drove the Courage Brewery Hitch, uh, equivalent of Budweiser in England. And he owned a couple of showers at the center and he had a two-year-old filly he was proud of, but he'd sell us that horse for 1,500 pounds. 1.70 exchange rate at the time, 2,500 US dollars. She looked like 701 to us. We could, be, we could be a little impulsive. But we had never imported a horse, didn't know enough about shires. And Phil told us that even though it's known as the English shire, he said it's the farmers in northern Wales that have a generational passion for these big horses. So off we go to northern Wales for the weekend, and we spend a lot of time in old stone barns and the breath of the giant horses in the cold air and the accents of the Welsh farmers and wine and cheese at night. I tell people it was terrible, yeah, yeah. So we're on our way through Wales discussing the cons of owning the largest horse in the world. We cross the border from Wales back in England near Oswestry. We're in the countryside and we go through a roundabout and Cindy said, do you see that little black and white horse? And I said, no, do you want me to go back? And she said, no, and then quickly changed her mind. She said, yeah, let's do. So we turned around and went back and parked on the side of the road and the little horse saw us and he came running as hard as he could to say hello to us and we both fell in love with him. He looked like a little shire, didn't have any of the negative features we were just discussing and he was black and white to boot. We thought we'll buy him. We, again, we could be a little impulsive. He was unusual looking. I'd never seen a horse quite like that. I assumed he was a crossbred horse. Didn't care about that. We liked unique things. We can justify doing something stupid as long as nobody else has one. So we'll buy him. So we drive up the driveway and introduce ourselves to the farmer. And, and I take that picture on the wall back there. Uh, the dog is, the farmer's dog is looking at me and, and uh, Cindy's asking the farmer questions. And, and uh, he explains it's not his horse, he's only keeping it for a few days, and it belongs to a traveler. In about 10 minutes on the conversation, he said, and he has a band of mares that looks just like him that he keeps hidden. I said, they can't look just like this horse. He said, I assure you they do. And uh, of course, Cindy and I have extensive knowledge on animal breeds, and I don't know a breed that looks like that, and you don't have a lot of something that looks the same unless somebody intends that to happen, and why does he hide them? So. We asked if we could meet this man, and the farmer got in touch with him by cell phone. The gentleman came over, and uh, his name was Roy Evans, as in Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. Roy Evans. And uh, we spoke for a few minutes to Roy, and he invited us to his caravan. Took a few steps towards his vehicle, looked back, and said, don't worry, it's respectable. No, nah, I, hadn't, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard that in Amish country. So we got in our car and kind of laughed about it and said, some things are worth dying for. We'll follow this guy, you know. So we followed Roy to a, a caravan site, which is a gypsy camp. We didn't know then, but later we found out in 1968 there was an act called the Caravan Act, and it was an effort to settle these nomadic, colorful people. And now, frankly, uh, Great Britain did what we did to the American Indian. They created reservations. So there's a hundred of them throughout Great Britain. They're called caravan sites in England. They're called halt sites in Ireland. You can halt here and you can halt at the next one. 
just don't hold in between. So it's a way of controlling a, right. a colorful culture. And we, we didn't know it, but the general public doesn't go in caravan sites. And the police don't go in caravan sites unless they're in pursuit. So we could go anywhere because we didn't know that. So it's called ignorance is bliss. <laughs> but it was a chain-linked, locked area, and Roy unlocked it. And we spent the day with Roy and his wife, and they couldn't have been any nicer. They made us tea and gave us cookies, and Roy took us out and showed his babies his stallion produced. He bragged on his horse all day. And he told us he had mares that were 40 miles from there that his brother didn't know where they were. And he didn't explain why, and I didn't ask. And towards the end of the day, he said he's a one-off. He said, look all you want. He said, you won't find any better. And if you do, he said, he's going to cost you a lot of money. He said, I'll tell you a place where you'll see hundreds of colored horses, but none as good as mine. He said, you go there, and then you call me after you go there. You tell me if you found one as good as mine. He said, don't forget to call me. So through Roy's invitation, Cindy and I became the first Americans to ever attend the oldest gypsy horse fair in the world, over 330 years old called Appleby. 10,000 gypsies gather on a hill called Fair Hill to reacquaint with family and friends and trading horses. And we were there for 10 days, obsessed with identifying every gypsy that bought or sold a quality looking horse. We introduced ourselves, documented contact information, which would be cell phones, and thereafter began a journey to understand gypsies and their horses that lasted the next four years. We traced Roy's horse, his name was The Log, uh, through three countries. We found his mother and father in Wales, his grandparents in Ireland, all raised by gypsies, focused on producing a horse to look like The Log, uh, born from a vision that was not known anywhere in the world outside the world of gypsies. We stood overlooking the Irish Sea with The Log's DNA-verified father and the gypsy that raised him, and he pointed to a clearing under a tree and said he was born right over there. He said, I'll never forget the day he was born. I held him in my arms, and I knew he was special. He said he's the best colt I ever raised. And he took us in his caravan that day and uh, gave us a book on Appleby Horse Fair and showed us a picture of the log being ponied through the River Eden in Appleby. That, in 1992, I think it was, he was the highest-priced colt in all of Great Britain at that same 300-year-old uh, horse fair. What an incredible adventure. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. We have to break. But I'm going to be back with Dennis Thompson at Gypsy Gold Farm and give you the rest of this incredible story. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. <laughs>